0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our Sankarshan Joshi trip podcast. This is your host, Sankarshan Joshi. On this trip, we have a really special guest. We have Shivi Arora. She is one of my favorite fitness content creators. I've been following her on social media for a really long time. So it's such an honor to have her here. In the field of fitness, there are a lot of myths when it comes to female uh, lifting weights. So... On this trip, we spoke about why women should lift weights and how lifting weights help women stay healthy and get fit and lose body fat for long term. So, this was a fun episode to do. I really love talking to her and uh, hope you guys have fun. Thank you.
1: A Sankarshan Joshi Trip
0: you're like the kind of person like the first time someone talks to you like they will instantly like feel better like they uh, like nice. you can establish <laughs> that connection like the first time yeah. we spoke on call it didn't seem like it's the first time I'm talking to you like I was so same
1: same even (laughs) I I I told I've told you like I also told um to my other friends was they're like okay you have had like other podcast invitations to why you're taking this one like do does he have like really good subscribers like it's not about the number like I like any platform it's just I need a person good person to have this conversation with and because it's Because your role is to get this out of me. So that's also a big role to have. And I know that you can do that because I spoke to you. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad that you don't look at the subscriber count. Like you're very, uh, that is also reflected on the content that you put out. Like you don't really care about like views or you don't really care about subscribers. And it's literally seen with the content that you put out like I'm so happy like initially let me just start off by saying why I started like following and then how I started like following you on Instagram so I found you through Siddhan's vlogs and like you two were lifting weights together and uh, when I saw you I was like oh like it's damn cool that you're lifting weights because Mm -hmm. I kept telling all my female friends whoever wanted to lose weight I was like lift weights lift weights but when I saw (laughs) you lift weights I I I went to your profile and then I started following you just for the content that you put like like purely. Yeah. I didn't have any intention of like bringing you on the podcast or like I didn't have any intention. Like, it's so good pure, to know. Thanks, man. Thank <laughs> you purely, so much. Yeah. Purely based on your content, like I started following you. <coughs> and uh, mm-hmm. you know, with this whole like social media, like everything has become like very uh, sensual in a way, like to get attention, especially in like female female fitness space. And when I see you, right, like the content that you put out, uh, I mm-hmm. saw this picture of yours, like where you're showing your quad gains, and then it's uh, like you show yeah, this yeah. side of the hip. And then I, I consciously went to the comment to see if like someone is putting out like any sort of negative comment, and I didn't mm-hmm. find any. Like I yeah. was like so happy, and I was so surprised that, yeah, uh, like it's such a positive space. Like your page. I I do want to create
1: a positive space. A positive and also like a real space because, you know, it's weird because I was, so I'm vlogging this Entire day today, and I was just before I went on this podcast when I was vlogging. I was actually talking about why I vlog, and one of the things I want to say that um, I had taken like this one week off. Like even before I got on call with you, that's why we pushed your pushed our call to the weekend. And I told you that I'm taking like a mental health break kind of a sort. So I'm not like interacting with people a lot, but I will once I you know get better. And <clears throat> this is what I was saying in the vlog because it's very easy to get into that. Social media perfectionist thing because you always see the good parts of it and it makes sense because people want to like I post I'll be honest, I'll post pictures when I'm pumped. Like, if I've gotten done an arms workout, arm workout, I come back, I feel good, I click a picture, I edit it and post it out. So that's like my best version of me, right? I'm not posting Mm -hmm. it when I'm not pumped and when I'm like waking up in the morning. And it makes me feel good. But on the other side, I also want to show people that, you know, like I'm human. Because um, if you if I think you must have seen this in my story, I've seen I've written this one thing that whatever I put out as content, I want my 16 or 17 year old Chevy to feel better about it. Like if she saw my profile today, how would she feel about this? Because when I was at that age, I was only seeing consuming content, which showed females to be like these goddesses where they don't have like cellulite or <clears throat> you're completely shaved or you're completely waxed, your eyebrows are on point which i'm not and i wake up every day i'm like mm-hmm. dude i am not perfect what the hell is wrong with me <laughs> like i have hair all <laughs> over my body but that's what i made i this made me realize that dude this is real like when i grew up uh, and like when i turned 19, 20, i realized that this is all normal and people mm-hmm. just show their best self so i want to create a space where people can also see my real side also see my best side where I'm putting in efforts so I'm showing that side I'm showing the results and I'm also showing that there are downfalls so yeah
0: yes and and also like you know in one of your vlogs you measure your arm like before the arm pump you said like you wanted (laughs) to mention like how much of a pump that you get and you mentioned
1: (laughs) (laughs) 0.4 yeah yeah dude (laughs) I was actually going to, I'm going to post a picture also today about that arm pump. <laughs> it's
0: so it's so cool because like it, people who come to your platform, right? Like they mm-hmm. know what to expect. Like they are following you purely for the content that you, put. it's not some like viral TikTok dance video where you just like exactly show your waist that, and then like, yeah. That,
1: oh my God, that, <laughs> I, I think this we spoke about over the call also that, I like this idea of having reels because it does promote you consuming content quickly. But also, if you look at it from their business point of view, they want you to spend more time on your phone, right? And you're like, if you don't have uh, attention span of one minute, which is really bad to (laughs) say, but this 15 second, you're always going to stay there. It's like watching 20 minutes of Netflix episode and saying that do 20 minutes, I'll watch one episode. But then you go on to watch like two, three more of 20 minutes. And it's just the same with reels. And the problem with reels is that I love it, but people try to sell themselves in a way where it's just gonna go viral. So their end result is viral, whatever their way would be. But it just has to go viral. And that is that is why you see so many Like a lot of people also ask me why I don't make too many reels. And I want to, it's just that I'm still finding my way Mm -hmm. of how can I, what message I want to go through for these 15 seconds. But... That's one of the reasons that there's so much wrong information because people want quick fixes. People oh, want yeah. to see quick oh, results. Yeah. And in 15 seconds, if you're getting a quick result in 15, you're obviously going to be interested. Like, can, you, can I lose belly fat in 15 in doing what three exercises? Oh, yes, I'm going to consume it. And then I'm not going to do anything about it. So you just, you just feel so good about knowing that, okay, I have a you know, solution. Like, I just have to do these four exercises for the rest of my life. But yeah, that's one of the reasons that I don't like reels too much. If you use it in a good way, then yes. But that's also a way of
0: just getting viral videos. You need together. context, yeah. right? Like when it comes to fitness, like there is so much of individual variance. And there is like, you need context. Uh, like oh, every reel that oh you my see, God, it's just so that. So much. Like there is zero context. It's true. And, so true. Uh, and, that's uh, absolutely true. <laughs> I was uh, actually uh, like before we uh, I like sent you the link for the podcast like in the morning I was going through like how fitness trends like changed especially when it comes Mm -hmm. to like women like how from where it started right it all started as a quick fix like everybody wants to do like the most minimum for the most results and especially they see some like super Uh, sexy or like super ribbed person doing that exercise and they think that you doing that will get you to that physique. It's like it's a bunch of lies.
1: That's so true. That's absolutely true. Because this is... And this is what happened with me as well. Because... I when I was in back in college, and I started my journey. So I was following the people who were into bikini competitions. So it's a competition where like you have to, I I, I don't exactly know how to define it. But I know that the person who is competing or the female who's competing has to go to their lowest body weight, body fat percentage, and to show their muscles and define muscles and then pose in front of the judges. So and that's a sport, I respect that. But that's a sport, you need to go to that extreme level of leanness for that specific sport, but because I didn't have any, you know, a lot of context and I was following so many people in bikini, so many bikini competitors from outside and even from India a little bit, I thought that this is, this is how I should look if I'm fit hmm. and, and, and I saw people doing exercises. So I used to, you know, follow their YouTube vlogs and then check their exercise. I'm like, I'm going to do the same exercise and I'm going to get an ass like this, <laughs> But it de- doesn't work because you, yeah, that's true. You need to have context and you need to, um, and that's, sorry, and so I've, I wanted to say one thing. That's one of the problems with Reel that you were mentioning. Because in those 15 seconds, if I'm showing you the best three exercise for belly fat, I am not telling you the context behind it, that there's a lot of other things involved. There's also nutrition involved, your sleep is involved, how you're eating is involved, your behavior or your mental headspace involved. These small, small things like make like a big frame in the picture. But we are only seeing that one, one percent of that frame like, okay, these are the three exercises. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's so true. Uh, Like when we were talking on the call, right? Like, Mm-hmm. whatever how you told me or like whatever you told me about like your fitness journey like the way how you told it right like I instantly like connected to whatever like, you were saying yeah. yeah and then like when I was watching your YouTube videos right I was like yeah. this is exactly what people need to listen like yeah. uh, like there is a part where you talk about like toning muscles up right and then yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you mentioned that like cardio is important like cardio has its yeah. place but like lifting yeah. weights will get your muscle toned up right like that's for sure man i was like this is like so true like you know for like sure. whatever co- or whatever followers or whatever uh, community that you build right i think that you're going to have like a long lasting community because people thank you so much that people are going to come from really, a very mindful perspective it's not like some viral uh, gimmick
1: that's true that's uh, honestly that is my um, cuz Even though I know, okay, I'll be honest with you, even though I know that numbers are not important, like not like the only thing, but there are times where I feel like, man, like there's so many people in my fitness space who have so many good numbers, like even Sidhan for that matter, he has like 100k followers and he deserves it. He's been doing this for the past like five years. I've just started my journey and he has showcased like his reality but I sometimes I feel down like to be honest I do feel I'm like yeah I do I should I like I should I do something different from this but then I realize that dude what I am doing is something I want to it's okay if it's slow it's okay if I might not be getting the result like number result quickly but I know for a fact that whatever I build it's going to be long-lasting and the, I know for a fact that the people I attract are gonna be the people I want to build this mm-hmm. up with. And that's probably one of the reasons you didn't find that creepy comment on my photo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I but,
1: am... yeah, but you're right about this. And thanks for saying this, really. <laughs> like, thanks for reminding me this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, uh, there is, like, it's such a huge world out there like and in that this fitness world is an entirely different world like people people are motivated from different things like people are like super super like neurotic about a lot of things like in fitness space there is like it's an entirely like different world and uh, I agree I had this question for you like initially when you started like your fitness journey right so uh Let let me just take a left turn here. So uh, going back to the point where I said I was looking at like uh, like the workout trends that women used to follow like from a lot of uh, years. Mm -hmm. It was like mostly like a normal movement. It was that weird like toning up exercises that you showed. Like a lot of weird exercises. And weight training and resistance training has been like people are still not aware of it. And this is the decade where like, slowly, it's are, changing. Yeah. yeah. So, Looming. when you started, yeah. right? Like, when you started, what made you navigate towards lifting weights and not, like, get, like, super neurotic about cardio? Cardio. So,
1: I started with cardio. <laughs> okay. And so I did start with cardio because I wanted to lose body fat. So, I was like, I'm going to burn calories. I'm going to get my carbs out and I'm going to lose that body fat. Then I started following, I'm telling you, my followers were all from outside. I usually like my, whom I look up to at those prime age were like people or women from outside or men from outside, not from India. I didn't follow anyone from India. And um, when I looked at them, I saw that, okay, they're lifting weight, but they have like this amazing physique. And obviously I started to, I think everyone starts to look good. Uh, that's one of the because no one starts like okay you know what I want to be mindful in my life and be fit and because everyone has this one reason that they're starting and it's mostly towards aesthetics mostly towards looking good in front of the mirror which I completely understand so I started for the same reason I started with cardio but when I saw people outside lifting weights and I saw that they have this amazing physique and they have like these muscles and I could see it and I was like wow I want that and I started going into the lifting part a little bit like I used to do random stuff because I was very new to it. But I used to use all the machines and do squats and goblet squats, anything and everything I used to do. any, And weirdly, I started loving it. So in that process, I knew that, okay, this is required for me to make muscles. And then I started doing my own research. And then I found that lifting weights is required for you to, you know, tone up. And cardio is just for like, probably a medium through which you can increase that calorie deficit. Or maybe if you want to increase your work capacity, this is the coach in me talking. Okay. (laughs) Cardio is important, but let me, okay, let me just talk through the perspective of how I was before. So for me, then I understood that cardio cardio is a medium of calorie deficit and lifting would would make my body toned up. So I started shifting to that. Plus I started enjoying it because I started, I... I love grunt work. Like I love <laughs> when you are about to lose and you have to go that one more extra rep or you have to hold for one more, 30 more seconds. And I used to love that work. Like when I'm giving up and I have to push myself more because I've I'm come from an athlete's background. So I know that work. And I just started loving this and I started doing it just because I love it so much. So uh, I think I would say the reason I got To like summarize your answer, my answer, it's one, because I did my own research. I followed the people who are lifting weights. And you know, that's one of the things I tell to my clients. If you are probably eating at, you know, at a good level, like I I encourage a lot of my female clients to first eat at maintenance for a long period Mm -hmm. of time, because they've always been into calorie deficit. Like this is our first, first answer. Like everything, every problem is, okay, you know what, I'm going to eat less. Everything, you don't look good, you look, uh, you're not liking yourself, anything, it comes, all comes back to food and you're just going to decrease the food. So I encourage them to actually eat the amount which they should eat, like at a maintenance seven and just basically play around with what they're eating, like the quality of food, I but the quantity is still the same. And I literally told them, you know what, if you feel a little bad, I want you to unfollow the people with whom that you might be, you know, comparing to, or maybe I follow more people who are into their, this journey where you are going, you know, trying to, trying to actually respect your body, trying to nourish your body. And as, as, as the, and, and at the same time, you're also pushing yourself to be fit to also aesthetically look good. So, and because that makes a lot of difference because I followed at my time, I followed those people who was women who were lifting weights and I got, I looked up to them and was like, I want to do that. So I think that was one of the things that I followed the right people. That that was one thing. Uh, And the second was that I did my own research, which I Mm -hmm. always tell all my clients to do. like Even if I'm saying something, if you have, like I think you should go back and read it because Uh, this is something I've told you on call also like I want you to be able to do stuff even when I'm not there so I want you to continue your healthy mindfulness journey with yourself even when I'm not around to guide you so I always encourage them to do their own research so these are the two things that I did which lead led me to you know this path and uh, the third was that I saw people outside and they were like you know because I've heard this from a lot of people outside who have travelled. They've, they've told me that a lot of women actually lift, like, you know, in India, there's a little bit, still a little bit taboo around lifting weights for women and women getting a little bulky, but when you go outside, dude, women lift as much as Indian men over there, over here. So they, they're like, they're into lifting and a lot of like a huge amount of population is, and I was just thinking, and the one thing that came to my mind, dude, if they can do it, why can't I, like, why can't I have that physique where I'm strong and I look good? And that's what actually led me to this journey, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh, especially in India, right? Like they, uh, women lifting weights, like they associate uh, lifting weights to something bad happened to their uterus. Like I have heard oh, yeah. uh, like my mom and my sister talk about this. Like yeah. so right now I've gotten my sister and my mom slowly into like lifting weights like right now. Like that's I'm, nice. Congratulations. Yeah, like, that's a huge step. I know. <laughs> I I had to so many hours of dinner table uh, conversation (laughs) and convincing I had to do, like I had to explain them with like a PPT or something like a salesperson. I had to explain (laughs) them properly of like why lifting weights is uh, uh, like a better. Important, yeah. Yeah. So like, does it actually impact the uterus? Like a lot of people think like, what Mm -hmm. is this myth all about? Like,
1: So I'll tell you, okay, this is something that I remember one of my family member telling me that, um, so um, I will also tell you why, from what point they can be right. And I'm going to tell you why I feel like the myth is taken in a bad context. So the myth is like, I, this is what my, one of my family members told me that if on your period, you're going and lifting weights and you have axial loading. Axial loading is basically, which is like this loading, like 90 degree perpendicular loading. So imagine I'm doing a squat. I have a bubble on my back that is axial loading. So that will put pressure downwards because of gravity and your uterus will start getting impacted because there's pressure from up. Okay, so this is what they feel that this is the issue. Like you shouldn't and you shouldn't be doing this. Now, and this is a complete myth. To answer your question, that that is not what happens. Like when you are lifting weights, there are a lot of female athletes. Like I know a lot of power lifters who lift the heaviest weight for one rep, and they they have done this on their period too. It's a little uncomfortable for sure. Your um, your energy levels are impacted a lot. You might feel low. You might not perform your best. But I know that they have done it. I have seen a lot of athletes do this. And that is complete bullshit for sure. But I understand like few reasons that I can say why people are like, why our elders are so considered like concerned about this is during the whole this menstruation period, obviously, because the blood is flowing out of your body, like literally you lose a lot of iron, you lose a lot of micronutrients, and especially iron, and your body is a little weak, like it is a little weak. And in that weakness, if you're actually trying to put a lot of pressure on yourself, that is just like on a a pile, there's one more pile of you putting stress on your body. So that might not be good. But this is also very contextual, you know, for some people, they can actually push themselves for some they can't like I can't like on my first to second day of period I can't push myself I'm just dead at that point like I'm just lying on my bed and I get my Netflix in and just like sleep whole day because I can't <laughs> but I know some people that can or on my third day I'm like a superwoman like I'll be like I'm gonna lift the heaviest and I have lifted the heaviest so I get where these cons- concerns are coming from but it's just that when you put it up in the sentence of, okay, you know, it's going to impact your uterus. It's like headlines of Times of India. They Mm -hmm. just want you to read that article. (laughs) So, these it's very catchy, it brings eyes, but it's not right. But I can understand where they're coming from, like why they're telling you. Like Even as simple as when, you know, a lot of, uh, there's this one myth also that you're not supposed to enter the kitchen when you're on your period. Now, I don't know if there's any religious context to it, but what I can understand, like once I was talking to my mom about it, and she said that you know, maybe this is not the right Headline to say to other person, but maybe what it means is that you're weak, so don't do any work, just chill. <laughs> so don't go to the kitchen because, and obviously, this is also again a very um, like a patriarchal thing to say that women belong to a kitchen. But I, in this context, I understand the concern where where the concern is coming from that you should rest. So it's a complete myth that is going to impact your uterus, but there are obviously some nuances to it. So I can't just say that it's good. And leave it to you. I will say that it depends on how your body is feeling. And you need to, you know, Listen be to in touch body. with your body. Yeah, definitely. And that's one of the reasons I in, I I think I've a lot of uh, posts also about it that you should and stories also that I sh- you should definitely track your cycle. Because there's so many things going on in a female body when they're going through like every month of your cycle. And you will actually understand how you're feeling. Before the cycle, the middle of the part, which is like the ovulation part, and in the start of the cycle, and you will understand your own self and you just have to then once you understand, you will have to adapt to these things so that you bring the best of yourself forward that's oh, one yeah. of the things that I do with every female client that I need them to be in touch with their own bodies and then if they come to me like I have my clients coming to me and saying that Shivi I'm just like I'm gonna skip today's workout because I'm not feeling well and I think I'm gonna get my periods and I was like yeah cool if you think you need that rest go for it I'm no one to tell yes or no to you and yeah that is that's that's about it that that was the answer <laughs> oh shit so sorry <laughs>
0: yeah and uh, uh they need to listen to their body right like if they for sure if they if, if sure. they feel like eating a lot of a lot more than their like normally what they eat they need to eat that mm-hmm. and if they feel like not hitting yeah. their like max at the gym they, they can just like slightly they can do or like reduce for the...
1: sure for sure you're so right and about that eating part i'm glad you got that <clears throat> up A lot of females go through these craving periods because of our hormones going up and down. And um, this actually happens like your body temperature increases. Hmm. So once our body, like our body will feel warm to us. And once your body temperature increases, that means that you're expending a little bit more calories. So your maintenance calorie might be a little higher, like 200 calories up in one part of the cycle. Yeah. So it's, you're right. Like your body is actually telling you to eat. Your body maintenance is like going 200. So you can actually adjust your food. And you can just eat a little bit more in one meal or just, you know, include a snack, include a chocolate in your diet. That's completely fine. And go on with it. So you're right about it. Like your, your body is always, always giving you cues. Like these are called biological feedback that we are getting, we just have to actually be very aware about it. And this yeah. is one thing that I've learned, like in my recently, recently, not even at the start, because I was so obsessed with calorie counting, that I let the other external things define what my body wants. because I was just looking at the macros, I was just looking at calories. See, I know everyone on this planet right now, at least in our age, knows that calorie deficit is the way for fat loss. But there are so many things more to consider when it comes to fat loss. There's so many things more to consider when it comes to nutrition. It's not just calories. And um, that is the one thing that I want to actually, I'm glad you got this up. One thing that I actually want to spend, like get this message out that your body is the best, like the best, um, what's that word? (laughs) I'm forgetting that word, but your body will basically will be the best resource for you to actually know what you're feeling and what you need at that moment. And because we are in this age where we are defining everything by calories, which makes sense for a, for a performance perspective, it does because even I do it right now. But when you're externally giving everything to the scale, to the weighing scale, to the food scale, then you're not allowing yourself to actually listen to your body. Yeah. So, yeah
0: in order to listen to your body, you need to be at a place where you can you can understand what your body wants. Like the other day, one of my friend called me like after I put that episode out about like my fitness journey. Mm. And then mm. in that... Uh, Oh, like like he was asking me for tips like i am like yeah. i'm not certified at all like it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. based on like whatever i, I listen to for, like for, mm-hmm. from external sources so i told him that he says that in the evening he he craves for eating something he says in the evening i feel like eating something so then I yeah. told him like uh, there is a difference between you feel like eating something craving and your body actually wanting food, right? Like it's it's two different things. Like there's a very like, sure. s- like like a thin line yeah. between those two. Where I I I, I mm-hmm. told him two months once you are into like working out, then you'll be at a place where you can understand what your body wants. Like like literally sure. like differentiate between what is craving and then what your like does your body actually want that thing.
1: For sure, that's such a good point. Dude, for a person who's not a certified trainer, you're doing a good job <laughs> with your tips. No, is absolutely right, man. Completely right.
0: And mm-hmm. I think that it depends on like the sources that you get information from, right? Like, oh, sure, I yeah. I don't watch YouTube videos for information or like knowledge per se. Like, I started listening to this fitness podcast called Mind Pump. And uh, like it's basically like three, like 20 year plus like experienced trainers. Like they talk about all this. Okay. And that's uh, nice. When I saw you, uh, when I saw your content, like it reminded me of them because uh, usually when they started this podcast, like they were they had this rule that they're not gonna get like they're not gonna flaunt their abs to get followers. Like they wanted people to follow for the content, and uh, similarly yeah. even with you also, right? Like you want people to come for the content. So yeah. like when you sure. when you w- when you listen from such sources, probably you will get the right like knowledge and the right information for sure
1: for sure because it's very
0: simple right like don't you agree that like fitness and then like getting fit or like losing fat and like the nutrition everything it's not complex like 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 it's like it's very very simple like you need to know what are those simple things that's true
1: can i say my quote right now (laughs) yes please what is it my god you know my quote so it was uh, i remember this talking to you i was talking to you about this so it's extremely simple but i see you're smiling but 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 <laughs> it's like i'm doing the salman khan dialogue <laughs> but the simplicity is complex yeah. damn mic drop <laughs> i'm gonna go now <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so sort of. but no that's true it's it's simple like we have like certain principles but it's true that the simplicity is complex because uh when you as like when i started out even i thought that you know what calorie deficit lose fat and check your weight every week and then see what you want to do but as you go forward with these it's very simple but is those simplicity, how you apply these simple things is what is a little bit complex. And that's where sometimes you need a coach to guide you through it. And um, like there, because a lot of people see, like when I was there and even right now, when I see clients, they see food as just calories and nothing else. And that makes me feel a little sad because when you were... A kid, and when you're eating food, you didn't think of those as calories. You were like, okay, you know what? I like this. I'm gonna eat this. It tastes good. Like you were enjoying it. But for some, like I've seen people getting so obsessed and neurotic. What you were saying is the right word about food, and that's why I'm like yesterday. I posted a question uh, poll on my story about what are you struggling with. I just wanted to see of how what kind of content I can probably make to help people out in my audience, like my family, and. A lot of girls, for some reason, and I'm not saying it's only like a gender issue or something, uh, but a lot of girls had problems with binge eating. And this definitely comes from that neurotic neurotic, or obsessive behavior towards food. Because you start looking at food as if like it's, it's going to make you gain weight or it's not going to make you gain how many calories have you eaten. It gets so obsessive for some reason and I have been through that. So I know how yeah, that feels. Yeah. yeah. I have
0: been there too. Like when you when you said on the call that you have been there, you have been through that yeah. phase too.
1: Yeah. I felt
0: like okay, I'm not the only one. Like, yeah. like it's or oh, like when it comes to fitness, not a lot of people are like fully into it, right? Like, you, like mm-hmm. when you tell them that you are going through something, like if it's affecting your mental health, like people mm. will have a hard time understanding that because they have never felt that, like. Yeah. So No, that's completely true. Yeah. Yeah. With this binge eating and like it's either like this end or this end. Like they are like they don't give a. It's fuck black and about, white. Yeah. It's like, black and white, yeah. They don't care about like what goes. They're just eating food and food has been their medication, like if they're feeling sad or if yeah. they're like that's the yeah. part. And the other part is like extremely like like they're very uh, cautious about the calories that they eat. So they're like, yeah. even if they eat like a little bit more, they start to feel anxious because they think that they're going to
1: exactly. get fat now. Exactly, for sure. And you know, there are like, if you're really like... In, so it starts from a very... Like I think in my, uh, in my recent video of women and fat loss, I also spoke about this. And I started that video from explaining a pattern that I've seen in women the most, which is you... Start with decreasing your food. You start with doing cardio. You start with everything, every action that you do is to burn calories. So you'll start looking at things in those lens, and it gets a little obsessive. And you start getting obsessive with probably your weight scale. You stand on your weight scale and you see your weight is still the same number, and you're looking probably the same, and you'll just drop everything again. Drop your food, increase your calories. And from like these are the small patterns that if it's continued for a longer period of time, let's say for two to three years, that's what starts going into actually disorders. And when it goes into that level, obviously you, and no coach is practiced to do that. Like to, you know, get through that client. You have to get a therapist. You have to get people who are into, um, uh, I don't know, but there are specific people for actually looking over binge eating disorders. So you have to get a have to get like professional help at that point but I know for a fact that these things from really small things like really small that's what I'm saying it's really simple but it gets complex like these simplicities are so complex and you have to find that's where that's where a coach gets into the picture and guide you through it and these small patterns is what you have to actually work on right now because this is the pattern I've seen in Almost every person, every woman, I will say at least, because I have worked with them a lot, and I have gone through that pattern because I've only seen food and only seen myself from the lens of if I'm looking fat or if I'm looking, if I can see my abs, if I can like flex my abs, or is I did I eat too much and if I eat like 200 calories more during that day, uh, and I'm feeling anxious and I drop my food the next day or I increase my uh, treadmill run the next day. That is all you. Getting probably go, craving a path for sabotaging yourself in the long term.
0: Yeah. You see, workout as a means of calorie transaction, basically. Like yeah, it, yeah. It's not more like I'm eating this food because, like your health is not the the point here. It's to it's getting fit or like looking a certain way is the primary thing, like your. It's not health because yeah healthy people they, they don't get anxious if they eat 200 calories
1: for sure man for sure that is not health for sure and you know this is one thing i have also seen like there was this one video i posted on lockdown and mental health and the and also lockdown and training about how to build muscle when you're in lockdown and you know the first thing that i said was that this is a tough time you sit down and you see what's your priority like right now i'm i'm privileged enough to not worry about my family because my family is with me. I'm privileged enough to have like a roof over my head. I don't have to think about finances right now. So I am privileged enough to right now focus on my training. And that's why I'm making this video. But if you think you're from a situation where like maybe mental struggles take precedence over everything, then you should first make that as a priority and do things accordingly. And this is this is so important, man. Like if your mental health or if your mental health towards your fitness journey is not right, then you are not healthy, I'm sorry, you're not. Because it plays yeah. a easily equally as important part as how you look in front of the mirror. Aesthetics play a role for sure. I want every client of mine to look fucking awesome, to look sexy, to look hot in front of the mirror. That I want them to look in front of the mirror and say, dude, I look hot. But I also want them to be okay when these small things happen here and there. I also want their mental health to be good. I want their energy levels to be good. I want them to enjoy with their family when they're going out for a dinner. And that's what makes you like, you know, live a healthy lifestyle. And yeah, basically what you were saying. Did you
0: ever overtrain? like... Uh, oh, when we were on the call, <laughs> when we yeah. were on the call, like you said that during college you were, uh, you, like you were looking your best, like that was like your peak, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. peak yeah, physique. Nice. So, uh, like from there, like when you were there, like what was going on in your head? Because like when we were talking on the call, it seemed like that's a very good question. <laughs> It's very good. I'm telling you,
1: man, we vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Then your thumbnail should be, we are vibing. (laughs) No, don't make that as a thumbnail. (laughs) But okay, so this is one thing that I actually wanted to talk about. Like this is on my notes, that one message I wanted to give is um, when I was doing these things, my perspective was that I am not enough. I am not enough in whatever I do or whatever, whoever I am. So I need to do XYZ things to be enough. Now, the problem with this statement is that whatever I do, even if I do attain that physique, for me, it was like, I need to look this way to be enough, to be um, to be wanted by other people, to be accepted in a social environment. But the problem with this statement is that I might even get that physique and I did in college like you said I had a good physique I had a good waist I had a good ass and I was like I'm looking good I can wear crop top and my stomach is like completely flat but the problem with this statement is that whatever I do even if I do get a greater physique that I what I had in college I would still feel like I'm not enough. And it's just a cycle that keeps on happening because I am approaching things from a very like worthy, unworthy place. Like I'm inside, I'm not feeling like I'm worthy of everything, anything, and I need to do something. And that's, that's bad. That's really bad because that is, I'm approaching things from a very negative connotation. That means my relationship, I also, I look everything from a relationship point of view, like with my friends or with my exercise, with my business with uh, creating content, everything, I always look at it from a relationship perspective. So my relationship with the workout with my fitness lifestyle, what I had created was based on toxicity. You know how you say that it's a toxic relationship when two people are having unhealthy patterns in the relationship is the same thing. I had a very toxic relationship with my fit lifestyle. So whatever I do, It was always leading up to me getting disappointed, and me feeling, man, I don't think I'm doing enough. I should do more, and that's where the overtraining comes into picture, the obsessive behavior comes into picture, and these whole neurotic parts that you do. That you, dude, I used to eat boiled chicken with salt every dinner. Can you imagine? Like I'm 22. No, no, no. Like this was my dinner every day. Like chicken and rice. But like boiled chicken, what am I doing in my life like you live once like let me have but I obviously it doesn't mean that I'm gonna have butter chicken every day. Balance should be there but I just like I I, when I look back I'm like dude what was I doing like I'm glad I put my heart out and I like went all in but I also know that my methods could, could have been better and um, that's why the overtraining question, I did it because my whole entire relationship was so bad with it. So, and this is one thing that I really encourage every person who comes to talk to me is that I don't want you to approach anything from an unworthy place. Like anyone who's starting or anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you're starting anything, any journey, you first have to tell yourself, dude, I'm worthy, irrespective of how you look, how much money you have uh, or uh, who are your friends or if you have any friends, whatever it is, you need to approach things from a worthiness thing. You have to. And worthiness is not about, I know I've heard a lot of people say that, okay, you know, if you need self-respect or self-love, you should work on, your commitments which is true but when it comes to worthiness it should be there irrespective like approach things think and i'm saying overconfident i'm just saying just feel that you're worthy enough to be in this platform or worthy enough to be on this planet and then Mm -hmm. approach things because when you approach things from a place of worthiness the whole like you know that lens of shame that you have that changes and you look at things as not you're not good enough, you look at things as, okay, you know what, I did something bad. That doesn't mean I am bad. I did wrong. Maybe my methods or uh, like I wouldn't say for my past self that I'm bad. I would say that I did get some bad methods in the frame. And that is how your language also changes because I know I'm approaching these things from a place of worthiness. So this is one thing that I, this is like the most important message When it comes to fitness. I'm not even kidding. I know there's a lot of science out there. But there's no use of science if you're approaching your methods in this, like, in a very toxic environment. And that's why I did overtrain. And I I burnt out myself, like,
0: completely. Yeah. You stop liking exercise also. It becomes more like, I need to work out more than I want to work out. Like, it becomes more more compulsion and... uh, Uh, I had a dance and movement therapist on my podcast. Like she has a lot of experience working with addicts and then like how addiction works and then how they use movement therapy to make them feel better. So in that, Uh uh, I brought up the the food addiction part, like how people get like addicted to food and then how they see Mm -hmm. that as a medication. And then she clearly told that it comes from I don't deserve this perspective. Like... I am not good enough. I am not like good enough. So just like fuck it. Like so even when you see like uh, Tanmay Bhatt right. Like he lost a lot yeah. of weight. Like he lost yeah. so much weight. But then he gained all that weight back again. Because all the weight back. Yeah. he worked on the action. But he didn't work on the behaviors. But that made him like overeat. Like so true. He went so from different. like I don't deserve this. Like good things for me. Like I deserve yeah. only like bad things or something. Like from that perspective no
1: that's so true The behavior that you're talking about, because, and you know, weirdly, a lot of people have gone through this, and especially like when you, what I stated with the pattern of getting your food down, everything down, and you then you become thin, you, yeah, you're like, oh, wow, I've achieved something great in my life. I love myself now. And then obviously, like life happens to you, shit goes down, because life is not linear. And then you might fall back into the old patterns, because the point, the, the whole crux of the pattern is that your behavior is or your habit are still like, you know, the old habits and the old behavior and what you said, like you're just acting on that action. That's what you did. You're just acting on that action. You're saying that I don't deserve this. So I'm going to just decrease everything. But when life is not stable or you're in a different circumstance, you will always fall back to, you know, the cushion, like the one which where you so habits are basically where medication. you don't need willpower. Exactly. And habits are something where you don't need the willpower. So it just happens. Like you don't, you wake up in the morning, you go to the bathroom and brush your teeth. That is, your brain doesn't need efforts. When you start something new, that's why they say that you need a considerable amount of time to convert it into a habit. Is because starting may you require a lot of efforts and then the efforts start decreasing day by day as you get used to it so it then it becomes like a you know second behavior for you and that's what happens like when you are not changing your behavior and your habits around food around your lifestyle which should include a part of fitness which should include a part of you taking time for yourself for your mental health this will all go away. Like if you're not working out from that lens or from that perspective of creating habits, because the minute you are in a danger or threat environment and by threat, I mean, if your life goes to a turbulent phase, exactly, you will fall back to the cushion where you don't require efforts. So you will fall back to all the old patterns. And yeah, so this is like, this is one of the most important things that a coach does for you. Like that's where a person would encourage you to like and every coach should do that so if you're with a coach who is just making you lose fat in 12 weeks and giving a before after photo for their instagram it's they're not a good coach or they're a meal really plan a,
0: like or an excellent yeah with, like meal plan oh, proper.
1: oh man i've seen dude you have no idea like when i i've seen people sending me meal plans and asking me what what am i doing wrong i was like this is wrong <laughs> <laughs> the entire thing is wrong <laughs> I can't what, but this whole email is wrong. <laughs> Just take it back. <laughs> but yeah, meal. Plan, I hate meal plans. It's good as a starting point if you have context to, you know, where you're going. But most of the times, people will use meal plan as, a weight loss, karna hai, aur fat, weight loss, karna hai. Zadha, fat loss, fat loss, weight loss, you will meal plan de dege, and you will see the results. Because you're right, it's simple. But it's not, the simple so is complex. Exactly. It's not. So you will see everything like I've seen, you know, in front of my eyes, people rebounding. And when you rebound, your weight might even increase. And Mm. because your body has gone through that phase where you're not giving your body food, your body will be right now in much more sensitive position to add on more fat. So you might even end up in a worse situation than before you might even have more body fat than before because your body is like dude i don't want to go through this you know entire phase so i'm going to hold on to body fat more whatever so i can yeah so that exactly exactly and that's why that's why habits behaviors everything comes into the picture when you are going through probably a fat loss phase or going through this phase where you are trying to um inculcate something new in your life like this whole health and fit fitness perspective yeah
0: yeah,
1: I'm glad you asked this question. <laughs>
0: yeah, and Good like it, it, in okay. order to lose weight, uh, sorry, yeah. like lose fat, like losing weight. Yeah. I don't know why we are all obsessed with like losing weight, losing weight, <laughs> like lo- losing yeah. fat is the right way to go about it, right? Like, For if sure. I if I'm For lean, sure. that's all I want, like, I don't care how, how much, how heavy I am, so yeah. Regardless of whatever gender you are like lifting weights is the most ideal way to lose body fat in like long, long run. Right? For sure. And uh, for sure. in one of your vlog, you also mentioned like two to like two days of like full body resistance training is good enough to like to build oh, muscle. For, sure. like,
1: for a beginner. Yes. Like obviously after a certain point, I can't say that just like stick to two days for your entire life or for three years. But for a beginner who has never started it, two days is more than enough for at least like a, a considerable amount of time. And I always stick to the lower end age End rage is because when once you get accustomed to that lowest, then you can, you know, build upon that slowly and slowly. Because I've seen a lot of people, again, the quick fixes is our habit is to just go all in Yeah. or all out. So Lead if you're going all up, in. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm going to train like six days a week, or I'm going to do weightlifting and then I'm going to do cardio. And what happens is one, you don't have enough room to play with because you're already in six days. After 12 weeks, what will I tell you like, okay, you know what, remove your Sunday and just go for the Sunday workout as well. <laughs> I can't do that. And the the the, the other thing is that it's not sustainable because you will burn yourself out. So that's why I always like recommend the lower, like start with the low and then build upon that because like lead the foundation first. But yeah, mm-hmm. two days is also more than enough for you to just start and to see something, to see some result. Yeah.
0: yeah. So is there any like added benefits, uh, especially for women when they lift weights So, like, I know that it balances out, like, I have a very generic, or like, while I had to Mm -hmm. convince my mom and sister to lift weights, I had to do my preparation, like, I had to do my pitch. So, then I did, like, oh. I've done that too. (laughs) So like yeah. now I know very generic good things like it balances out hormones or like it regulates insulin or like you need muscle is like a pro tissue you can eat a lot more if you have like muscle on than like you don't have to, true, true, yeah, true. to maintain all that is there any like added benefits other than like this especially for uh, all the benefits? okay so all
1: the generic thing that you said is completely true which happened and which is really important the other added thing that I can think of right now on top of my head is your bone health. So for women, they usually and especially when you start entering the age of 30s, your bone health start getting actually not even 30s, like even in 20s, your bone health start deteriorating. So you need to uh, get like you need to lift weights to actually take care of your bone health so that you know there's basically they get more stronger. For women, especially because our uh, because after like forty or I don't know the age because it differs, but we go through menopause after a certain point of age. forty five and yeah, basically that's the age. Uh, and in menopause, your hormones are literally zero, like female hormones are zero right now from your reproductive organ and. That is the age where you, you know, you'll see like females having knee problems or you will see like a lot of stomach fat coming in because our body literally changes into a male fat patterning. So a male would have more a fat patterning, patterning in their stomach, Stomach, a female would have it more in their hips and their thighs Thighs, for childbirth reasons. But when menopause happens, it's like, okay, you know what, the childbearing process is over. So you will start developing more of your male fat patterning in your um, stomach. So that is one thing. And that's one of the reasons that it's really important to, you know, lift weights and just take care of your body composition. The second was bone health, which is extreme because that's where the osteoporosis, which is like your joints giving in, that is where the bone health, you'll take care of your bone health. And also running is very important for women as well, like for menopause women who are going through that. Running is really important, like slow pace jogging and lifting heavy. It's actually quite the oppo- opposite because I've uh, read it also in some paper that females during their old, like post 35s, who are lifting the most heavy are actually at a greater um like at a greater not at at a better position as compared to the ones who are not lifting heavy so it's actually the quite opposite of what we think like old women should actually not old but like elder women should actually lift the heaviest weight and um this is true and the third is what you said which is a big point so that's why i want to repeat it is about your hormones Because it's extremely important and it doesn't, it's not like weightlifting magically just makes it happen. It's just that your body composition, if it's in a better place, then your whole hormone level will be, you know, at a better place as compared to someone who's not at a good body composition level. But yeah, these are the three things that I can think of right now. If there's anything I'll add it to, add it to this list.
0: Yeah. And I think that. One of the important thing that changed my entire, like, fitness journey, like, when I I stopped overtraining was when I realized that your central nervous system also becomes weak. Like, it's not just Mm -hmm. about, like, your physical body. Like, so, when Mm -hmm. I was overtraining, I would deadlift, like, my max is, like, 100 kgs. Like, that's my, like, maximum I can deadlift.
1: So, I would do
0: that, like, like, every time I did, like, pull workout, like, Twice a uh, week, I would lift, like, 100 kg. Like, I would max out every single time. But I saw yeah. very little, like, like progress. Like, I wasn't even, like... I, I couldn't able to add more weights. Like, the progressive overload wasn't happening. Uh, and... Uh, yeah. So, then I realized that, like, when I went back to my room after my, like, overtraining session, I would feel, like, yeah. so weak. Like, I would feel, like... Burnt my, out. And yeah. yeah. So, every time I thought of lifting weights, internally, my body was, like, no... Like it's like Yeah. yeah. So then when I like stopped like overtraining, when I started like slowly, slowly, slowly training, I feel that like my central nervous system, my capacity to lift more like it built. Like like overall. And I think that especially like when it comes to like female, right? I think that when they like slowly uh start like lifting heavier and heavier, I think that like their central nervous system also like becomes strong, right? Like they can they can be like more active, like more physically engaging.
1: Mm hmm. Okay, so I'm going to tell you one more thing. It's not just the central nervous system, but I'm going to explain you something about what and you already know this because it's a very layman term that I'm going to tell you here. So we go through something like our how we build muscle is basically through this process of you are uh, putting your body into stress. Okay, ideally, because when you're lifting weights, that is a stressful environment for you. So you, your body is at this like level, which we will call homeostasis, which is basically like a level where your internal and external environment is at a neutral level, like everything is functioning neutrally. Now something happens, like stress for us right now is lifting weight. So that stress, you put your body under that stress, it goes out of that level. Okay, homeostasis, this goes out of that uh, phase. And... Uh, then you give your body some time to recover. In that recovery time, what your body does is your body adapts. Okay. Because your body is really smart. So it will, so it knows that, okay, if you know, one to three or four times you have put your body into that stress, it's going to start recalibrating itself in a way where, you know, it will sensitize itself to the, this information that, okay, I'm going to go into stress again tomorrow. So I need to adapt myself enough so that I'm stronger. So you give your body that time to adapt. It recovers. It gets stronger. Then there is again stress, and that's why the whole picture of progressive overload comes into the picture. Because what happens is, if you're just, if I'm just doing bicep curl with 5 kgs uh, for uh, 20 reps. So at first it's gonna be a little like hard for me, maybe. But after like two weeks or three weeks, it's gonna get easy. Like I'll be tw- I'll get I'll be getting 20 reps easily because. I have recovered from it and my body has gone stronger right now. So I can handle this much. So that's why I need to now probably shift from 5 kg to 7.5. So that will be like a level up for me. That's where the overload comes into the picture. Now what you were experiences, is, one is for sure, I think central nervous system does play a role here because I if you are training so much, like with that volume, every week and you're maxing out every week not even with the lift I'm. Um, you might be doing accessory work as well after your deadlift so with that total volume every single week that's when you're like a you're not giving your body the time to recover, recover yeah. so it's what's happening is if this is homeostasis you get your body into stress okay it goes up if you give it time it adapts it stays if you don't give it time it goes down no, so in your case, what was happening is you, your body is not getting time to recover at all. So your body actually, it, when it should have been getting stronger, because you're not having enough probably sleep or your volume of work is so much that you're not recovering, your body actually starts crashing down. And that's a sign of overtraining. That you're not resting enough. And that's why whenever you will look at people talking about fat loss, recovery comes into a picture a lot. Because there's no point if you're not recovered. If there's Even if there's mental stress in your life and you're going to the gym working out, even that would hinder it. Because yeah. you're in the gym, you're having stress. And then outside the gym, you're also stressed. So when is your body recovering? Like you're not sleeping enough if you're stressed or you're constantly worried or your body is into that you know flight and fight mode because that's when your body is like in that stress Stress. so yeah so in your case I would say more than um, CNS I would say that you just weren't giving your body that time to recover and even I have been there and there's one more thing interesting that I actually recently find out Uh, we always consider heavy lifting with CNS fatigue Hmm. central nervous system fatigue Hmm. but I have found something new because even I this is also new information for me which is I found in um, I think one research paper Um, I'll let you know if I find it after this podcast but it was basically about how even higher reps like going up to failure higher reps in every single exercise probably that would actually cause more CNS fatigue than just doing like a one rep max Mm. then like okay. was because we always we always had this picture that doing heavy weights is equal to cns fatigue but that cns whole part is very complex extremely complex to understand because even even i haven't understood that properly but i know for a fact that this new information that i've gathered is also very interesting that even doing heavier like reps of like 25 30 35 for failure every time is also going to cause a lot of CNS fatigue. Hmm. But yeah, you're extremely light because that, what you said, plays into the picture and also the recovery part plays into the picture. So both of it is just bringing your body down. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you for like, Like giving closure on that. Like I assumed assumed it was a CNS uh, thing because Mm. my sister, she used to like lift weights like long back, like one year back, six to eight months back. And then she entirely stopped because of like work, night shift, like lack of sleep, blah, blah, blah. And then after like so many months, like when she started lifting Mm -hmm. again. Uh she wasn't able to do like eight normal squats. She would do like twenty kilos of weighted squats like easily, but then she wasn't able to do like normal squats like her her like entire body started like vibrating like she started like wow. yeah so th- that was such a surprise to me because I thought like the same person was was able to do like a was able to lift a lot heavier than this at lot higher reps. But so then I started thinking like what exactly is weak here like is it her muscles or is it like a holistic like overall like seerness like I think that's when I concluded this as like some like seerness like strengthening probably yeah.
1: I got it. No, it's actually much more complex than that. It's But it does play a role for sure. But it's a, uh, there's a lot more to CNS fatigue. What actually fatigue is when, uh, if in the fitness realm, I don't know about obviously anxiety and every other thing mental health. But I know in the fitness realm, it's much more than just, you know, lifting one rep max and then uh, feeling tired, though that is not equal to CNS fatigue. That could be just you not giving your body that time to recover. Yeah, because yeah. th- if you are overtraining your body, yeah.
0: Basically. I wasn't even eating like enough calories back then. Like, oh, was... then yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> so you are basically setting yourself up for like a Fitness. crash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a crash. Yeah, absolutely. It should be sankarsan crash because even I have done that. <laughs> I have crashed so many times, man. So you remember that call I had where I told you that that this, I've never spoken to this, spoken about this to anyone about my injury, where um, I got injured. So if anyone doesn't know about this, it's like I got basically I got this Achilles tendon injury, which is like the strongest tendon and I managed to break it (laughs) (laughs) because I was playing badminton. But after that, like I got through a surgery and Something that I've not opened up about was that when I did get this injury, there was a part of me which was relieved. I was completely sad. I was broken. I cried a lot every night. But there was still a part of me which was relieved because I was overtraining so much before that, that I felt that... That I had this weird, as I said, I had a very toxic relationship with fitness in general in college. And I thought that, okay, I knew that somehow I'm doing more and I shouldn't, but also I couldn't stop because I used to feel bad because I'm not doing enough because, you know, this whole dialogue of I'm not good enough, so I need to do like more, but I'm doing more, but more is not always better. And that's what I realized. And a part of me wanted to stop, but I couldn't because I was like, no, I have to do more. Because if I'm not doing more, then who am I? Like, am I a failure or someone who can like just stop? And I had these like dialogues with me. And I was so hard on myself that it took an injury, literally a tendon to break to make me stop. And I felt good because, you know, I had a justification because I was like, yeah, I'm not working out because I am injured. Because... Me saying that without injury, because yeah, I'm not working out because I don't feel like I felt like no, I'm being a loser if I'm doing this. (laughs) So yeah, so this is one thing that I have haven't really opened up to anyone about but it was about like how I was a little relieved. And this is what it shows that you know, my body was giving me signs that I'm burnt out and I was I was actually like, I my dialogue with fitness was like I need to do this. I have to do this. I have to do X Y Z thing. And when I got injured, I just got like you know a bahana to say that I'm injured, so I'm just gonna lie on the bed. So yeah,
0: it's It's, really important
1: to look at other things too.
0: Yes, yes, like. Like when we were on the call, every time anything that you said, I always had my eyebrows up. I was like, fuck, like I can relate <laughs> to this like so much for every single thing that you said. Yeah. So mm-hmm. initially I was nobody. Like when I was in school, people gave me attention because I was good at dancing. And then in like in school annual then, days, if you're yeah. like dancing, then you're cool, right? Yeah. So like That's that so was true. true. Even I thought that. <laughs> So, like that was my identity, and then slowly, when I mm-hmm. moved to college like when i like it 's a bigger university, there are a lot of better dancers than you are, so i was like, I give up on this thing, yeah. so like I stopped like like dancing i I started putting efforts towards dance, and then slowly, like in the last like two like one year i like <laughs> one to two years, I started like growing my hair, and then at the same time, I was like losing like weight, like I was getting fully into. Like, okay. workout time. So, then I started, like, identifying myself. Like, if I, when I was in school, I was, like, this cool dude who would dance, right? So, now I started, like, identifying myself as this, like... People give me a lot of compliments for my, like, long hair. I grew like, like, for two years, I had, like, full, like, long yeah. hair. And... Uh, yeah. For, like... Even you know, Texas I
1: saw your podcast, actually. I did see your podcast. I saw your long hair. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, it was, uh, like, so hard for me. So, that's why I... Like I got rid of that because there is more to me, you know, like there's more to me than just like my long hair. There's more to me than just like me being good at like fitness. So it makes like so much sense. Like when you said that, because I think that people want to feel identified, right? Like they want to be this person. Like they are always in search to be that person. Like people say like, go find your passion so that they can say that I'm passionate about this. Like this is who I am like they're always yeah. in search of finding who they are so probably that also like god in my head like like that's like i know how you feel when you when you said that because yeah. i was there
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Because this is something that even I went through when I was in college where I identified as this... Because obviously when I was working through a place, from a place of unworthiness, I thought that fitness is something that's going to save me. And it just became really toxic because no, no one thing can save you, right? So you need to... Like for me, I just started identifying myself as this person who's fit or person who looks good, who has a great fucking physique. And I was just scared that if I downfall from this then who am I? And I was scared to get out of this picture. And the, that's why, that's the only reason I do, I also encourage everyone to actually look everything from a perspective of a relationship. So if you know, in this, if I consider fitness as another person, this is basically a very codependence relationship that I'm forming. A codependence is basically, if I want to um, define it, is me depending on someone for everything. Yeah. So imagine you depending on your partner for love, for uh, supporting or you, happy. everything. Yeah, just feeling happy. Like you're giving happiness to someone else. Like the someone else's yeah. response. Exactly. So that is what I was doing with my fitness. Like I was really dependent on it to give me everything like my physique is everything my how my fat percentage is everything my food how I look everything is just that and because I had developed such core dependence relationship I was scared that if I take a step like out of that lane then I will be lost and that is what I needed to do actually I did need it to you know get one step out and that's what injury made me do it because mm-hmm. I had to take two three steps back or just off track from the fitness realm and I needed to take care of myself and when I did that I realized that dude, there's so much more than for me like I'm not just this I have a lot of other things I have like it's not like I don't want to ever you know if, if anyone tells me how do I identify myself with I don't want to stick to one thing I'm just someone who likes doing xyz and it depends like things will change with time I know that so I never want to identify myself with one thing like yeah. I don't want to say that yeah I, I mean I know my profession is a coach and a fitness coach who are who's
0: helping people but I know <laughs>
1: that I'm not just that I was I about have to so much just talent. say that
0: like I was about to just like say that you are a, like you make uh, kind of like a living like I don't know if you entirely mm-hmm. make your living by being a coach yeah. but like like that is such a I major, do actually <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do <laughs> like even though like that is so important to you you saying that that is not all who i am like yeah. that, that comes from a very like mindful perspective like um, for sure like, like i see this especially with women right like with men uh, like they like insecurity it is not developed from home like i have, i didn't see I mean, like, I do have a lot of friends who feel insecure. Even I feel insecure about a lot of mm-hmm. things. But especially mm-hmm. with women, right? There's a lot of, like, societal things that create insecurity. A lot. And also at home, right? Like, let's say you have a dark skin tone or let's say you're fat. Your family starts putting in. It's like it's women's job to look good. Like, that's how it's yeah. been, like, framed. it's so true. It's so...
1: That statement is just so true. Like, it's a job for us to look a certain way. So true. I don't know if you have seen this post, but there's I have wrote one caption about femininity and what it means to me. Because I have always considered myself as like a tomboyish. Like everyone in my family, in my relatives, have always told me that I'm a tomboyish. Like labeled me basically completely because I have some boyish behavior. But, and you know, that actually made me just lose go away from this femininity that I also have. Like I always believe that there's, um, you know, I don't want to say that men are not emotional, but I also know that because our bodies are made in such a way, females are more, I would say, um, I use this sentence also in my caption, that we mother our surroundings a lot. And that's because if you see, like, I'm just talking about physiologically speaking, your body literally goes through the period of time where your body is like, allowing you to make a baby. And basically, these whole hormones helps you to actually mother your surroundings. So I've said this thing that, you know, I've had this, this motherly energy is not only with the child, it's with other things as well, like with my business or with what the kind of work I do, how I approach my work, how I speak everything comes and that's what and this is what and you're like for us because we have like for me because i was kind of labeled as the tomboyish one i thought that i need to be away from this energy or i need to you know just probably like uh it was the opposite for me like no one told me to look a certain way my peers told me like i kind of had this thing on myself that i have to look a certain way but in my family it was just like you're boyish so forget it but they labeled you to be this one person exactly but so that label actually put me like I thought that I'm not feminine enough but then I realized that my whole caption is about the femininity is like an energy it's not a look it's not how you uh, dress up it's not how you it's just it's an energy inside that you bring on the table or bring in other things that you do and your environment that you create. But um, you're absolutely right when you say that there is societal pressure for us. Like, And even I know that when it comes to family, they always come from a place of um, concern. They always come from the right intentions, but it's just that in that environment, plus your peers, plus social media, plus, I was just saying everything that you see is basically Making your mind, like making a mirror in front of you and saying that you're not good enough and you need to change this to become better. But yeah, and this starts from a very early age. And this is what the pattern I was talking about, which I've spoken about in my video as well. Because I've seen this happening because it all starts from a very early age where you just start looking at someone else. Like I, I remember looking at like Bollywood actresses and I'm not saying it's a wrong thing. But I looked at them and I looked at myself and I was like, this is not like i don't like this like i don't like what i'm seeing in front of the mirror like i want to have like this waist and maybe then i look beautiful and maybe then i would so everything was like i just postponed everything to when i get xyz thing yeah but you're right like we have a lot of pressure <laughs> for sure. a
0: fun fact i know this is very like random yeah. from like whatever we've been talking with the video vlog that i saw when you and siddan in siddan's video Someone yeah. commented that you look like Deepika Patkon. I don't know if you saw that comment. Like, no there are like, <laughs> no so one. many. Yeah, literally. What the hell? Yeah, like, literally, <laughs> someone commented wow. saying, Oh, she looks like Deepika Patkon. You know, like, she smiles like, like her smile, her dimple looks like that. It's just because the dimple, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even you have dimple, nice. Yeah. I have only like one side. I don't have like. Like, sand. Yeah, You're I don't bad. No, you have two sides. Yeah, but, like, a right side is much more, like, diff- like prominent, you can see yeah, that. oh, yeah, left yeah. side is just there it's okay. for, like,
1: formality. You can just have, like, a left side profile for a photo.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, how come I I saw the comments and you didn't? I have no idea. No idea. I might have no idea. You know, weirdly, what I saw yesterday,
1: I saw, so there's this, I think, there are other vloggers, too, like, in fitness, uh, like, I know there's saket and there's uh, Aryan, who's Sakit's friend, I think. Yeah, 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 So, somebody on my vlog yesterday commented that I look like Aryan. <laughs> I was like, wow. So, if you're saying I look like Dipika, it's just like a wide range from Dipika
0: to Aryan Khanna. Like, I think <laughs> like that Deepika. Aryan Khanna's is like the, the nose and like, and I, I think probably bun. the oval shape. <laughs> like that face yeah. cut, I think the outline probably, yeah.
1: Yeah, probably. And I, you know, also in my vlogs, like I've never... I'm so like you I I literally wake up and I vlog. Yeah. Like I have nothing. I don't Yeah. sometimes I don't even wash my face. I'm like it's okay man.
0: <laughs> it's a vlog. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's so random that I like thought of that when you said like
1: <laughs> so thanks said man. Word, it's good movement. to know that I look like the <laughs> <Deepika> bigger
0: padukon. <laughs> yeah. It's so like c- coming back to the fitness part. Like I yeah. I, I think that like like women they do a lot of things right like with respect to like carrying a baby to like they are responsible for an individual's life like from health to like the mental space when the baby is in womb like they like they they do a lot of like they carry like so much weight on them like 24 into 7 when they're like pregnant at at, at the peak and i feel Mm. that Women need to lift weight than men like I think that it should be like the default for women because they do like so I much it, yeah. like a physically uh, uh, like the tasks that they do right they need they need to have their hormones on point they need to have like the bone density they need to have the muscle strength to to actually like give birth like they need that I, I think that it should be default for women and not for men. I agree. No,
1: I kind of agree to that. And, you know, I I was honestly, when I was, um, when I wrote that caption about femininity, or I also wrote one caption about periods, like menstruation in general. And I was just thinking about how, like, our bodies just go through so much. And like, I'm telling you, like, I feel like we are super women, like every female or every every person who goes through menstruation because uh, every person who goes through menstruation is like (laughs) hats off man because dude our bodies are really complex Uh, even a man's body is really complex obviously but it's just uh, what you were saying like we have to like we literally like bear a child in our stomach and we give birth to a living being (laughs) literally and it's just amazing what a women can do honestly and I what you were saying about having it as a default even I think of the same thing that it should be something which is you know something that you grow up and you're like okay now it's time to start lifting weights like you know how a man would go because for a man right now it's you know even in my gym I I'm the only girl and there's one more girl who comes sometimes but I'm literally the only girl who's there and there are like 15 or 20 guys over there and I, and it's just, we haven't honestly, because I live in Navi, Mumbai, I think I'll see more in Bombay, but I, you might know this area as well. Even in this area, there's not so many more women coming up and, you know, joining the gym. And it's just, we have to literally, and that is one of the reason I consider myself as a female coach, because I really want to spread this message. I want females to start lifting weights because A, it's obviously fucking great for your body. It's what you said about the biological process that if a woman is bearing a child, if that is the choice that she's making, it's going to just help you to actually do that process more, um, I would say not easily, but just it helps your body to be in a better position to do this. Plus Everything that we've spoken about, the bone density, the hormones, the body composition, everything is in our favor for the better. And more than also this, it's fucking empowering, man. Like when you lift that weight, when you lift a heavy weight that you think that you can't, or when you lift like 100 kgs, because I've lifted 100 kgs of squat, and it felt like I am like the (laughs) emperor of everything. Like I felt so empowered inside because I was scared of it and I did it. It's just very empowering to know, and you will every female, every woman will be you know it they'll it'll come as a shock to them of how much strength they actually have like it's yeah. untapped potential, and when you do see that potential in you, you just skyrocket your confidence, your belief, your attitude towards things, and that's one of the reasons that I wanted like more female and more women to join because it's not only about your looks, it's obviously about health and more importantly about your mental health because I've seen that change in me like when I started approaching lifting weights um, as a performance perspective I completely like changed how I looked at fitness and it was like I was actually shocked with myself like when I started lifting three-digit weights and it was like a addiction I'm telling you like when you see yourself doing this you're like wow I can so I can do so many things and that's how the ripple effect starts one good motivation one achievement and you just like form like good things above that you feel invincible right
0: you're like fuck I can do anything invincible
1: is the word yeah invincible is the word
0: yeah yeah I think that in order to uh one of the best thing that I love about fitness is in order to let's say like squatting 100 kg is your goal in order to squat that it's not just the ability to just bend and come up it's to like are you is your posture like good like are you is your foot mobility well like is your uh like like, how are you doing that that's very important right so even like i had this phase where i was like oh fuck even you know i wanted to like lift a lot so like i think for squat like like max i tried was 80 kgs and, mm-hmm. and that too, when I did that, I had lower back pain for like two days because my foot, Damn, yeah. my foot mobility was like so bad. Like I cannot, yeah. I cannot get my knees over toes when I like squat. Like my foot mobility is so bad. And like got while it. I was coming up, right, I feel like my left hip is weaker than my right hip. So like while I was so coming that up, that take a little. Yeah, like there was this mm-hmm. weird tilt where my right, right part of I it got body, it. Yeah, like came first, and then I had to like push my left side and then like I'm assuming that is what like caused the the lower back pain but yeah in order to reach that goal you need to have like a lot of attributes in place it's not just a lot
1: man for sure a lot actually the journey is the thing more than the 100 kg I would say it's just that when you are so patient and you work because I've seen Women, like I've seen my clients not doing even one push-up and then going from one to doing 10 to 12 push-ups in one go. And that whole journey where you actually, you know, you're patient with yourself and you do, you do like negative push-ups. You work on your shoulder strength. You work on like just pausing, isometric, everything. Like you do a lot of things to get to that level. And once you do, you earned it. Because you went through that process. And that is what makes you feel invincible. Because if you can do this, if you can, you know, manage from zero to something like this in this period. And you can actually spend time doing little things. Then you can do anything. Like you feel that way. And you're right about that. It's actually the small attributes that come into the picture that make you feel invincible. Or that make you feel better. And it's always like, I I think it's a very cliche line. But journey is like more important than the destination and it is that's true because that makes you the person who you are so even even if i'm lifting from zero to 100 kgs i will be working on a lot of other things you're going to learn a lot about yourself like in your case um Now that you have, you know, probably now you know that this is how I lift 80 kg. Now you're going to reverse engineer back. And now you're going to work on probably your mobility. If not mobility, then you're just going to work on like unilateral strength so that you have strength in both right and left. And it's a very slow process and you need patience. And that makes you learn so many things about just in general. (laughs) This is one thing that I also wrote way before, not right now. I wrote about how iron, so iron is basically the bar or any, um, basically the equipment that you lift in the gym, I refer to it as iron because it is like... Um, <laughs> it is know, iron, just,
0: of iron. Yeah, that's also yeah. the truth.
1: I don't think it's iron completely. <laughs> I'm not sure. I will Google this after the <laughs> podcast. I should. But um, I, I, I wrote this one thing that iron, what you get teached by iron is something that you can apply to life. And that's completely, it's so true because it teaches you the process, another, the patience.
0: Another quote.
1: Quote. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes.
0: You can, you can sign it like Shivi. For sure, man. Yeah. yeah. No, Skipper. So that's but your yeah. signature? Like Skipper is your signature for real? Oh no.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's Shivi. It's Shivi Aurora.
0: Okay.
1: But yeah, Skipper is going to be something that's going to be like... Brand. Uh, probably <laughs> brand. Yeah, probably brand. Yeah, basically.
0: Yeah. It's uh, like, it's so cool. Like the way you're establishing like with the Skipper, it's like a three-dimensional... Yeah. Like that's what brand is, right? Like every time if you like a, a fitness vlogger, if you like some social media influencer it's like you will get connected to like their world like with saket and aryan right it's like their yeah. own tiny world like with you and skipper mm. right like it's your own tiny world it's like you like That's once true. you get context to what is happening with their like life i think yeah. like you need like you get like you build a really cool like community with that.
1: Dude, that's what I like about social media. Like I know there are a lot of cons as well. But one of the pros is that you connect with people. And that's one of the reasons that I want to show the real side because I can't connect with people by just by showing my abs and my ass. What I, I'm just going to connect with creeps. <laughs> that's not community. <laughs> that's just creeps following me. But, when you have to create a, I know that's funny, <laughs> but when you oh my God, No, when you said
0: creep, I actually had this mental picture of a dude like sitting like scrolling to Instagram and seeing nice. your post, like I have this one like, <laughs> like, like like image of like what creep will look like, so I was imagining him. God,
1: that's why you're laughing in like yeah, yeah. a second break, and <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. So basically, yeah, for the community, that's one thing that I really like about social media is that you just get to connect with people on that, you know, on a soul basis. And that's what I believe in. Like if, if, like I, you saw my profile and you feel, you felt connected to it somehow, like in some way, even though I was not addressing it specifically to you. And that's what I really like about it. Like I like... I want that thing, that community, that connectedness where people can relate to the realness and where people and as I said, like the 16 to 17 year old Shivi can see that and be like, you know, this is the person I want to be. So that is like these two things are what I really like about social media. And you're right about it. It's like a tiny world. But in this tiny world, you're sharing with people.
0: Yeah. It's like when you're vlogging, it's like you're talking to this like one user persona, right? Like in your head, you're talking to like this invisible person and then yeah you you kind of form a connection with that individual person right like when you're vlogging it's basically you're looking into a camera but it's like you're talking to someone it's like, like you're not and just that's like... what i
1: think that's what aryan and sakit are doing right now it's really good because they're just they're actually connecting with it. even sidan for that matter he he makes a lot of vlogs and he has been doing this since really long even since sakit started or other guy started because he was always into blogs i've seen him growing and this is <clears throat> like this is what like the connectedness that you're seeing i've seen them doing this and you and even when i watch their vlogs i'm like i feel connected to it <laughs> even if even though i am a coach and i know what they're talking about but yeah
0: you know like but when I, I see your vlogs right like they're actually like really good like it's just a matter of time that's all like i don't see anything uh like that you can do with respect to like content. I think that like everything is like like, like, like in place. Mm-hmm. It's just...
1: Bauruoli, I feel like yeah. I have so much to improve on. Because I'm, I'm not so comfortable <laughs> with vlogging right now. I'm still learning. I'm still getting a little used to it. Because it's not my best forte. But I like doing it. I kind of like it. But it's just that I'm not used to it. Like you know having the camera whole day in front
0: of me. I think you're good at it. Like I think that mm-hmm. you have it in you. Like... Uh, like, I try doing solo, like, podcasts where I just, like, ramble like, okay. about, like, whatever it is. Yeah, oh, yeah, Like, yeah. my existential mm-hmm. crisis and I just, like, randomly talk about it. And when I'm looking in a camera, right, I am, so, like, it is so awkward. Like, I do theatre acting. Like, I like like also pursue oh, wow. that, yeah. But, That's like, impressive. when I look at camera and I'm talking, like, it's so awkward. <laughs> like, extremely awkward. But you do it really well. Like, you also... Yeah, I think and
1: that, I am a little comfortable, Yeah.
0: You put that quirkiness also. Like I saw your like face zoom. <laughs> oh, yeah. In your recent Dude, talk, a lot of people like... <laughs> messaged me.
1: Oh, did you do, Did you see Skipper's part? That's the most funny, fun part too. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, you put a like, cute little like a tie to him. And yeah. I actually had yeah, like but... a spoiler because you told me on the call that you're going to do that. Oh, yeah. So oh, I yeah, was like yeah, looking forward for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's but no, that's this quirkiness is what makes me comfortable. Because mm. this is who I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's what like people can connect to because uh, That's true. People want a friend, right? Like people like when they exactly. see vlog, like it's, they should feel like, yeah. oh like is my friend. You know, you genuinely are. Like you're like this, like very you're you're very like charming and positive. So it's oh, like Thanks, you... <laughs> man. Like take my photo. <laughs> see this when is, is so... why I don't wear
1: this call center like headphones
0: is, but the quality of audio is really good really yes yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like really really cool. but no thank you so much for
1: appreciating my personality it's very,
0: really like it's not very rewarding right like when you start initially creating content you put like so much effort into know. like making that and uh, like even with this podcast like I spent hours together like editing this and then like i can understand u
1: there's so much content even right now that we are speaking and now that you say it i'm like wow he has to do so much work now <laughs> after this but no yeah it's true you know even even for fitness in in general like if you start with a good coach um a, like if you don't have like any photo shoot or something which is a very like you know just a deadline if you don't have a deadline if you just want to work on yourself and aesthetics and your health overall a, a coach wouldn't like at least for me i i don't want to label good or bad but at least me as a coach i would never uh, give you something which will make you see something in four weeks or five weeks like you know and that's where and this is that's why I'm saying that this thing one thing applies to everything in life even with social media you won't see any rewards and I'll be lying if I'm saying it, and I'll be lying if I say that I'm okay with it because sometimes I do feel down sometimes yeah. I feel like I do should I even do this like should I vlog it like what will happen like I'll get views yeah but <clears throat> I know that I I, I know that first like I have to feel obviously grateful about the fact that I have some audience and whatever audience I have they engage with me so I'm really like happy about that and then the thing is you just really need to be just consistent and just believe in your the end goal that you have or the vision that you have for yourself and just keep going at it and If you're aligning what I feel this is really important, if you're aligning your values with whatever you're presently doing, everything will like sort it out. Mm. Because if I am like if I'm being fake in my vlogs, I'm not gonna be able to do it sustainably. So if my one of my values is to be real and honest. So if I'm doing that in my vlogs and just being consistent with honestly, you are. I am. I am for sure. I know that like I put effort to actually like, you know, make sure that because sometimes I do want to like just go back and I don't want to say anything about my life or the down part. But um, if you are aligning the values with what you're doing, I believe and if you're consistent with it, I believe that the right people will definitely come in even if it's slow. But yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, true. I think that uh, with with your content, right? You're at a time right now where there are not a lot of women who would want to lift weights. So it's like you are at the start of this era, like like slowly, well, thanks, like slowly yeah. as you grow, right? That's when resistance training among female community also grows, like with you. Like yeah. you can literally witness, like like let's say five to ten years down the line, you can literally like like Either. say that you were there and then you're here now so it's like, yeah. like, it's like a mark of all the journey and yeah you know for a fun fact like if a woman mm. is pregnant and if she lifts weight right it sends yeah. a signal to your body saying that this is the kind of environment and stress that I have to be ready for so the baby will probably have like a good genetics like the ability for the baby to build muscle is like pretty quick Wow. I didn't know that. Like yeah. I know about
1: how, how the environment of a mother would actually affect the genes of the baby. I know that because even, you know, for uh, when I was doing my research on um, eating disorder or binging pattern behavior, whatever, like a disorder specifically, I've seen that this is also very linked to genetics of like your environment when you were a baby. Like how, how is was your mom like when, if I am a mother, how am I eating? Am I stress eating? If I'm stress eating, I'm in boy, I'm actually creating that environment for my baby. And that's how the genes also, that's how we say that a lot of things like even how you build muscle sometimes is linked to like how fast you build is also linked to your genetics as well. Genetics, yeah. But uh, I didn't know about this. This is a very interesting fact. Yeah, it is. I and it makes sense. Whatever you me. said, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. I uh, oh, I heard this on the podcast that I told you about. Like those people also ah. bring in like cool like some studies. Mm-hmm. So that's where I like, check it out for sure. Yeah, it's I think that you know probably even you can also start your own podcast because people need content. Like uh, I think like either in your vlogs like that that's what you're doing right? Like you're putting out like like mm-hmm. raw content and uh, like uh, especially like women like. Like every female friend that I know, at least once in a conversation, yeah. I've asked them to lift weights. Like they, at okay. least they're like, and what do they, and they say?
1: What do they say? Uh I think that like, see, what's their e- response? Either like, like, what do you think is? What do you think? Like in your circle, what do you think is making them stop, or
0: what like, is their problem? They don't want to get bulky. They, they don't want to feel masculine. Like that's like the number one thing. Like they don't mm-hmm. want to get like bulky. As if it's so easy to get bulky, like I go, I I get like so mad. Like people are trying to get like bulky, they're lifting weights and they're yeah. not. And uh, that's true. So I think that it's the masculinity part, and the second thing that like the whole uterus thing. It's not good for women to lift weights. So I think it's like those are the two like major prominent things. So
1: you know, yeah. now that you are saying this, I I just I was just thinking about this of how. Even social media plays a role in this because uh, they're going to sell you, uh, there are some people like they will sell you where you already like, you know, something that justifies to your belief. Mm. So if I have this belief that I'm going to get bulky by lifting weights, you will see a lot of um, reels or just female influencers, (laughs) I don't know. You see a lot of Chloe doing stuff. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> then you just see influencers and like some reels where just people are doing, not lifting weights, but doing some exercises like body weight. Body weight is also okay, but there's something else. Like they do stuff which is different from the basics. Like I've seen, I've seen this one reel where uh, someone was doing a, a lunge and a bicep. And I was like, why do you want to combine these two exercises together? Like, there's no sense. And I, I you know, weirdly, I only see female doing this. I've never seen a man yeah. do this. I've never seen a man do bicep curl with lunges. But I've seen female doing like 2.5 kg dumbbells and just doing lunges and bicep curl. Why and do you think that is?
0: And
1: because that's what I'm saying. That's when you said it, it's just the market is gonna, like the media sells something which you already, like you just need justification. So whenever I see it, it just confirms my belief. So I get attached to that person because I feel like, okay, know, she is conforming to my belief that this is going to get bulky. I should follow her. So maybe this is the way out. So they're just selling what they think the trend is. The trend in female is that, you know, female, like we are scared of getting bulky. So even like the social media, obviously it's going to, not social media, but you will see people trying to sell by con- conforming to that belief of people yeah. or conforming to that faith or scaredness or fear- fearness of people and not go against it. And that is just, and I would really hate it because when I, you know, when I consider that I don't see any male do this shit of combining two different exercises, like you can combine exercises, but this doesn't make sense, like doing b- bicep and a lunge. But I've seen a lot of females do it. And <laughs> I just, yeah, and this is one of the I think one thing to blame is the wrong information that's being provided for sure. Like if you the first question that you asked in this podcast was, how did I got into it? I would say I just got into the right Less and followed the right people you know and when I followed people I cause you will definitely look up to someone not up to or you will just look around and that will influence what you are thinking for sure so you have to for sure pick and choose what you are actually like, you know, kind of following or what you're seeing around you. And I was just lucky enough to be following the people who were outside, who were lifting weights. If I would have seen people doing a lot of cardio on social media, I'm pretty sure I would have stuck to cardio for a really long period of time. But I saw, and also it's a very funny story, but I had my... (laughs) My ex used to train a lot and he had a great body. And I was like, dude, I want to have a great body. What is this? <laughs> and I started and I saw him in the gym and I was like, can you know, can you just take me through the workout? And then I worked out with him and that's when I realized, dude, I love it. Yeah. But I just like, we really need to be aware about the information. And I'm sure. and really like, it. it hurts me to see this, honestly, because I still see so many misinformation around just for people to go viral or just for people to get more views or likes and it's not right because you're literally changing their perspective or you're conforming to their beliefs that they already have and uh, that just basically you're just again then we are just going backward again towards the culture of a woman that we are creating. But yeah, I think that is what like when I heard you talk about what your female friends are hesitant about, I really like immediately connected to how like even social media plays a big picture into it. Um, And but it sucks to see that we still think that we're going to get bulky, (laughs) especially
0: with like, especially in the like female fitness community, right? Like, I feel like there are two things. One is that in general, human psychology is we always look for Look for evidences, look for facts to confirm our beliefs. Like even when we are arguing okay. with someone,
1: we are... Sorry, I want to stop you. And I want to tell you, there's a name for it. That's called, uh, it's something called selective perception. So what, it's oh. basically that you will pick on things that's going to confirm your beliefs. your beliefs. So if you, yeah. So if you feel like, for example, if you feel like, if I'm feeling like I'm unworthy, I'm going to pick on things from past, from my childhood. Or I'm going to pick out things and present and I'll, and i will justify to myself that i'm unworthy wow and that's like a yeah but this is something that i've read a lot about but yeah continue
0: so i think that's the first thing and the second thing is uh, basically like corporates make money by yeah. by using insecurity like like basically they make money from insecure people like have you seen lipton yeah. tea ad like shraddha kapoor comes she's like oh if you drink tea you're going to become lean what the actual oh, yeah. fuck? Like, yeah, like yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. if we yeah. could make people thin, then America <laughs> wouldn't be suffering from obesity, obesity epidemic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's so stupid and so uh, true. Yeah, like, that's I so think,
1: true. That is so right <laughs> that they play with insecurities. Wow, I never realized it until you put it in words.
0: It's basically that's how like fair and lovely and all the beauty products also go right. If you're like dark or yeah. insecure, use this product to make yourself feel better. If you're like fat. Mm there are, like, so many, like, weird, weird, like, tactics. Like, my mom, before I got into, like, like, when I started, like, seeing for, seeking information, like, fitness information, like, I would actually wake up in the morning, put apple cider vinegar in hot water and drink. Like, that is where I started. And now, when I (laughs) look back, there is zero... Thing like that would add to lose body fat unless I do something Mm -hmm. like physically there's nothing it's adding so people Mm -hmm. more like drink this or like drink that or like eat this when you wake up or like eat this when you like before you sleep it's mostly like they want to sell products so that like people will like feel better using them for
1: sure for sure And, and the thing is even we are so at that point when we want something, we are so desperate for it that any quick fix, we are gonna try and get through it. Like I remember there was this time where intermittent fasting was getting really, really famous for fat loss. Okay. And I thought that's something it I really thought there's something very magical. I didn't knew I didn't knew that, you know, this is nothing. You're just fasting for some time, but you're eating after that. So even if you eat the same amount of food, when you eat in a full day of eating, it's not going to make much of a difference in the yeah. end. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And I did try intermittent fasting. It's just that people, it's just that for us, like when it conform to our beliefs and second, we always like our brain. This is something that I also read somewhere that we are always trying to look for the least resistance path in our life. Okay. And um, like, your brain if if i tell you to wake up at 5 a.m and go for a run okay and i'll tell you to make this as a habit you will in the morning find ways to not do it because you would rather just sleep in and who wants to wake up at 5 a.m and who wants to go to the gym for an <laughs> hour lift weights come back or you know just actively walk a little bit in the evening for 30 minutes just to stay a little active you would rather probably watch tv for that so you have to like people when even and we are designed like this i feel like even with this technology age we have become so like i would say a little so couch potatoes kind of thing like we are working for sure like obviously I, we have mental work to do but physically we are just seated for such longer hours and we it's just been like it's just a habit now so but when you offer someone a person like that if you offer a one-stop solution to that person, that person will quickly take it. It's like, yeah, I don't want to do this shit. I can just drink tea, or I can just do intermittent fasting and get and lose weight and look good. So it's just, yeah, you're right. It's insecurity. They're like they're playing with the probably like basically they're playing with the insecurity plus a human. Like you would rather want to have a one-stop solution rather than actually getting the shit done. And you know, mm-hmm. if honestly any person who comes to me with this. I just I just show them David Goggins. I'm like, you know what? You just look at this guy and just read his captions and look at him. <laughs> if you are like a god yeah, potato, you,
0: if you look at da- David Goggins is on another spectrum like he's like, <laughs> he's like the extreme yeah, end dude. Yeah, he's like the extreme end. Yeah. So if you it's, aim for him end. you'll end up in the middle. <laughs> if you are on this that's end true. And, that's true. That's true. It's so that's it's true. so crazy because oh like when I did my episode on like my like fat to fit journey yeah. i didn 't mention intermittent fasting for the longest period of time. I did intermittent fasting, and I thought it actually like helped, but i didn 't add that point because I was at a place where I could realize what benefits did intermittent actually give me Intermittent mm-hmm. fasting actually uh made me balance my energy like usually when I wake up in the morning if i 'm used to eating breakfast. I would feel like eating. Like I could literally see my like, stomach growl if I didn't eat breakfast. So when I was doing like, intermittent fasting, when I directly had lunch, then mm-hmm. in the morning I would be much more active. Like even if I went to the gym in the morning, I wouldn't feel mm-hmm. tired b- because of that. Plus, I think that helped me regulate like my calorie intake. Like, There's nothing magical. That
1: makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. For some people, it really works out. For some, like for me, it didn't work out because I used to feel dizzy. So I realized that I need some food in my system to work out. And for some, it just helps to, because what happens, what you were saying about craving and you know, there's a thin line between your body actually needing that food versus you craving or versus just you being thirsty. Because we often also confuse thirsts with hunger that is also a very thin line and uh, with intermittent fasting what it makes you realize after a few days is like sometimes you actually don't need that much food that you're eating like you're actually okay like you realize that I think you're eating like I'm I think I'm eating more than what is required because I'm just in the habit of eating it so sometimes intermittent fasting is like a good I would say a skill to just or a, a skill or something to just see how your body is responding probably for some people it works wonders because of their schedule and because of their body and that's what i think it happened with you yeah with my sister
0: it had like negative uh negative
1: honestly for a woman i wouldn't i wouldn't go for intermittent fasting because we do need to nourish our body uh especially like around your period i still don't have the accurate information on it i'm still like reading up on it but i know for a fact that something that i've read about something that i've noticed on myself for now at least is that uh, when you're training especially when you're lifting weights if your sister is probably not doing any workout or any physical activity and then she is following that intermittent fasting, maybe then that case is different. But in like, if you take my case, I shouldn't because I'm lifting weights. My activity levels are high. My stress is high in the gym. I I work after coming here because I create content, I edit, I sit down. So for me, I need it. Like for at least a woman's body, I need it. But I want to know what your sister was dealing with.
0: She had, I think, uh, uh, she started intermittent fasting like one year back at the same time. And like... uh, like when I actually like that was when I started to lose weight like probably that's when Mm -hmm. my family members thought that like intermittent fasting was like the major reason why I lost weight so I think that uh, my sister had like stomach bloating and gastric like even now she faces the problem uh, because of that like initially whatever she she's like i i don't know what the cause is like as something is causing like inflation of her, like in her gut like she's always like she feels bloated and she says that she started like getting like feeling bloated experiencing, yeah, experiencing bloatedness after she started doing like intermittent fasting okay So and how is she now I think she's still like facing problems with that. Probably I think if she has like a shitty sleep, like she'll have like a bloated stomach next day. But uh, yeah, I think that intermittent fasting, like fasting in general works if you customize it for yourself, right? Now, let's say sure. uh, if I have a tendency, initially I had a tendency to like watch a movie late at night and then like binge eat something. So then yeah. I, so then I inverted my intermittent fasting. I'm like, I'm not gonna eat like post six o'clock, or I'm not gonna eat post seven o'clock because that's the time where I, uh, binge yeah. eat the most. So I think that like, Maybe. like these two variants, right? Like, there's so much of like, like individualized things that oh, people sure. need to pay attention. If like, is this helping them or not? For sure. There is no like generalized like path to like lose weight or like what might have helped <clears throat> someone else might not have helped someone else, like you said. For
1: sure, man. Like the principles obviously remain the same, but that's where the individualization and the complexity comes because it should be for that individual. Like for your sister now, she... Obviously, I don't have full knowledge, but for your sister now, she it would be really different for her, but maybe her gut health is getting affected due to the foods that she ate or the, due to the food that she's eating right now or her sleep or her mental health. There's so many things to consider. So what might, what I give to you
0: won't work for her.
1: It might actually deteriorate, even though the principles are same. So, yeah.
0: So I think that's why you need like a personal trainer like you. So yeah, thanks, man. <laughs>
1: Email me, yeah. Call me. So I like if (laughs) if
0: if if people want to connect to you, like regarding Mm -hmm. like personal personal training. Do you train only for women? Like, is it your niche, or like do you?
1: Yeah, I I mean I train men too. I have trained men too. So before this, I was before online coaching. I was actually a personal trainer. Like gym floor like oh, I actually wow. like a personal training session yeah and I honestly I think every coach should go through that I still think I should go through it more because that's where you get experience of how actually someone's body is responding and online training is something obviously I had to do it because the lockdown started and I'm also grateful for that but wait what was your
0: question <laughs> completely i'm so sorry if, i just blanked if out people, if people want to <laughs> seek personal training like online like yeah. how do they connect to you okay that was oh why did <laughs> i start saying no, okay so
1: sorry for my rambling um uh, <clears throat> they can so i have a i have my email on uh on my instagram youtube is just not right now i don't seek you because i just want to youtube is just I want to show showcase my journey and just provide knowledge for people who can't work with me. But on Instagram, it's I have my email over there. And you can send me an email on skipperar19 at yeah. the <laughs> rate And I get back to you probably in a week or so whenever I have. But also I'm working like I'll be working on my website so that this process oh, wow. gets. Yeah, yeah. I always give you like a hit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I always give you information beforehand. Yeah. But yeah, I'm no, so I'll be on a website. <laughs> so the whole process of connection would become a little easy through the website. So yeah. But yeah. right now I'm working through email. So you send me an email, I read your email. If my slots are open and we get on a call, and I see, you know, the first thing I do is I actually see if I and I can vibe out with them because <laughs> even I feel I'm telling you, even as a coach and a trainee, I need to see if I can actually work with them. Like if my relationship, even in this, I see their I see our relationship. Like if I see that our relationship is not going to work, maybe some other person Because see every coach. I think I've spoken to you about this. Every coach will bring their own biases. So you will not always get, you know, the <clears throat> um, one way of coaching clients because from where I have come, I focus probably more on, let's say, uh, some mental health aspects as well, because I have gone through it. So I have that bias towards my coaching. Like I want to make sure that you are doing you good can empathize. overall. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So every coach has their own style. So I just need to see if my way of working is going to work for you. If not... Like if maybe I don't see I'm the right fit for you, how you are as a person, then I would just like I would just tell Say I would goodbye. actually give some other yeah, or I would just give other coaches' number because I know mm. like few people in the industry or other female coaches as well, and yeah. But that these are the two-step process that is there to connect with me.
0: First, male and second is interview call. Yeah,
1: interview, interview call. Yeah. So it's not interview, okay? <laughs> you you will inter- <laughs> It sounds so intimate. Intimidating, like I'm interviewing people for my coaching. But no, it's just actually just to see if I am the right fit for you.
0: You know, you can ask questions like, uh, <coughs> "Where do you see yourself in the next like five years?" <laughs> Give me, like, what do you do? Like, who who is? Uh, like, describe yourself. Who are you? Yeah, like, like. What is I'm your like...
1: passion and purpose in life? <laughs> They'll be like, "Bro, make a fit, I don't want to get fit by." <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, like, like people, I I don't think people know how important like personal training is like I have never had a personal trainer so I think probably that's why I did like so many mistakes like if I had someone like you telling me like bro calm down here like bro put more efforts there I think that I would have achieved my goal like even sooner which would last for a long time so I think like you know there was this (coughs) I'm so sorry but there was this one quote that
1: I read about how uh, like some um some Person told a trainer or a coach in the fitness industry that they're charging too much for it for coaching, and even though obviously the things are you know simple and the coach the reply for that coach it was like a court conversation, and the coach said that it 's not what I am like it 's not what i 'm doing right now it 's the years of experience that i 've gone through that i 'm actually giving you in one sentence because I have gone through it, and I know what the mistakes, and I know when to stop you when to how to guide you because these are the years and that's that's what i'm charging i'm not charging for the things i know i'm charging for the things i know plus so the things that i've gone through exactly exactly but yeah
0: it's so it's, and i it's i so do good.
1: see i do see this industry blooming because there's not so many like, this industry is not too bloomed right now i would say uh but i do see this industry blooming a lot in future for sure
0: yeah i think that like with personal training the vlogs, right, I think that could be the next thing that people, uh, like, initially, now I don't look at, uh, uh, like, how, like, my chest workout, I, I just don't go randomly Google, like, chest workout, shoulder workout, and then watch them. I used to be and me that, uh, like, five five years before. back, yeah, like, five years back, yeah. i would probably do that. Now, I want to see the journey, you know, like, I want to see this, like, what this dude does on a daily basis. So, I navigate more towards vlogs, because I want to see what he eats uh i i want to see you know the, the subtle things that he adds let's say like today i'm hitting my like pr or something so i'm eating a lot of carbs or like i want to hear all it. those things i get it that's that, thanks
1: for pointing that out honestly because that, that 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 makes me you know like i will make sure that i'm also being like i'm making sure I, i'll basically i'm saying that I'm make, i'll make sure that i keep this in points headers in my <clears throat> What yeah, am I because, saying? <laughs> I'm just like, dude, I said pointers and headers and mixed it up. What I was saying was, <laughs> so exhausted now, <laughs> but I need more water, man. <laughs> but no, what I was saying is thanks for saying this because it makes me just go back and I'll keep a note of this and I'm making a vlog because you're right. Even I feel connected to a journey rather than just, you know, this is your chest workout do this
0: yeah and
1: yeah that's true and that's how the connection forms because you see their journey yeah
0: that's so true so thanks like, for
1: that that actually encourages me to make more vlogs so thanks
0: i mean like whatever you're doing it like you're actually nailing it like you just have to keep doing thanks, what man. you're doing that's all like you're like you're funny like you're not dude you're the person you, you're not just some social media like fitness influence you're a like you're a like you've studied it like you're a coach like not a lot yeah. of fitness influencers uh ha, like they they are not studied uh in this i honestly period. hate influencer world i don't know why it's just i don't hate it
1: but it's just that it's been in the bad context for a really long period of time because I think people are not equipped to provide knowledge if you are not studied it. Like you can, like knowledge in the sense that I'm not saying tips. Like I'm not saying that you did a wrong thing. but I think you did the right thing because you're coming out of experience. But I just feel like there are a lot of people who just claim themselves as people who know the shit that they're talking about. And you know, even when I am talking, I, I feel like it's really getting important for you to say before you start anything that I'm talking about this. Uh, this from is my from experience. my
0: experience
1: exactly so this is not like a professional advice like even when I spoke about mental health I was like dude I'm not a therapist or a psychologist this is my experience and I'm going to tell you what I did to get out of this bad negative headspace and it's so important to say that when I'm I, I this is one of the reasons that I hate that word influencer but I know that it's a good
0: word but it's just that I've seen so many bad contexts to it yeah. <laughs> to this word but anyway yeah So true. yeah I think that like when I, like influencers they don't understand that what works for them might not have worked for someone else
1: exactly so exactly that context has to come into the picture yeah.
0: yeah you're so mindful with your content i really like like your content like whatever you do like i like whoever listening to this like i want them to follow you it's like if they oh, want to pursue you. with fitness i would recommend <laughs> you with my like heart and soul because i like the content oh, that you're I putting <laughs> thank you so much Thank you for doing this. I'm so like honored to have you. Like I'm so happy that you decided to do yeah. this.
1: Thank you for getting in touch with me. Even I'm so happy that I actually just I found you because I made a new connection here. And one you, day we will do offline. Yes. In, offline podcast together.
0: <laughs> yes. Let's do that. Yeah. I'm, I'll be looking forward yep. for that. This podcast is now recorded on video as well as audio. If you want to see my beautiful face, you can come to YouTube. If you want to hear my beautiful voice, you can check it out on Spotify, GeoSavan and Ghana.
1: A Sankarshan Joshi trip.